0: This is Freelance Feels, a podcast for anyone who is self-employed, freelance or thinking about it. My name's Jenny Stallard, I'm a freelance lifestyle journalist and I founded Freelance Feels in 2019 as a response to my own mental health challenges. The idea behind Freelance Feels is to show freelance life in all its reality, from the down moments to the yay ones, and share other people's stories as well so we all feel less alone in the self-employed world. I speak to a different freelancer, self-employed person or entrepreneur about their work and mental health, exploring their story, their challenges and triumphs, as well as getting valuable advice from them. Freelance Feels is also a newsletter, freelancefeels.substack.com and on social media at freelance underscore Please do come and find me on Instagram and let me know how you're getting on with your freelance journey. If you enjoy the podcast, please do rate and review it. And now, on with the episode. Welcome to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Francesca Spector, author of Alonement. Welcome, Francesca. Welcome to Freelance Feels.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Pleasure. Would you like to tell everybody what it is, that what your freelance is? And indeed, if you say you're freelance, tell us all about you and what you do. And of course, Alonement.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, um, For the past year, I have been working on a book um, called Alonement, How to Be Alone and Absolutely Own It. Mm -hmm. And it's been a rather interesting time to be writing that given that uh, we all have been in lockdown. So the choice of being alone was rather not as much of a choice than it would be usually. But the choice, I believe, of owning it has been. So it's been Mm. an interesting year of learning both how to, how to write a book, because it is my first book. And also how to work in a freelance solo nature, because yeah. I, and I'll get on to this probably a bit later, but I left my full-time job, um, so this time last year, so February 2020, in yeah. order to write the book and also to do freelance pieces around that and the podcast so it was all a big learning curve mm. so I, I was previously at uh, the deputy editor of yahoo lifestyle mm-hmm. so that was a very different beast that was a incredibly sociable job to start with mm. um working in a us based tech company there's a lot I mean we think we think british companies have a lot of this but there was there was a lot of happy hours there was a lot of <laughs> socials and you know the culture of sort of eating lunch together every day um in the canteen it was lovely um but it was a very very different beast to how the past year has been and it definitely had its sort of it had its uh, pros and cons in terms of in terms of the amount of solitude you get and the the uh, the way it was as a work environment
0: as well cool and what had brought you then from deciding to write Alonement, And I also really want you to tell people, because I love this, that you created the word alonement, like alonement didn't exist until you decided it was a word. And I think, uh, I mean, I love any made up, not made, made up the right word. Yeah, I guess made up. But, you know, self-created, a word that comes to you that you coin is like, wow. So you, you, you created the word. How did that come to be for you that you decided there was this concept of a noun, alonement?
1: yes um well thank you to start with I'm glad that That (laughs) you like the word and everything and yes you know I'm absolutely happy to call it a made-up word because that I mean that's how language works right Mm -hmm. um and it's just um I think I'm told you have to hammer. you have to hammer at something for five years in that you have to get it into popular parlance for five Mm -hmm. years until it's got any chance of getting into the dictionary um but yes but I do I do hope that um alonement will cement itself one day um but so it began I first used the word alonement in a blog post I wrote Mm. in 2019 and you know this wasn't this wasn't anything to do with my professional life at the time it was it started to be honest as a personal journey Mm. because I in my personal life I'd recently been through a breakup I'd began living alone for the first time in my life as a result of the breakup. And I realized I was absolutely abysmal Mm. at spending time alone in a way that was in any way healthy or productive. And it occurred to me that that might be a problem, Mm. not just in the short term, but I realized that, for instance, my relationship I've truly believe looking back had continued on for so long because I was worried that were we to break up and I think this was a mutual thing because we were both Mm. quite sort of extroverted sort of dependent people I I, I thought that it would mean much more alone time and I wouldn't be able to cope with that if we were to break up even though the relationship had effectively you know, it is effectively run its, uh, it, it, it had passed its, its expiry date, as mm-hmm. I say in the book, um, by yeah. that point. Um, and so it was, you know, it, I realized that I could either lean into this state of aloneness in, mm-hmm. you know, in myriad ways and living alone, being romantically alone, all of that or I could continue to run away from it in all sorts of unhealthy ways. So mm. I did something different and I chose the former and alonement, uh, the the word itself, it came as a result of circumstance necessity because when I started to think, okay, maybe I could sort of almost rebrand alone time to myself as something that wasn't catastrophically awful. Mm-hmm. I needed a word to describe that. And there wasn't one. And, you know, I, I I studied English language at university, I, mm. you know, I, I, I have a huge appreciation for the English language and I thought, well, there's no word to describe the opposite of loneliness. I don't know of an equivalent in any foreign language. If this doesn't exist, then no wonder we're all struggling or no wonder I'm struggling. And, you know, I, I realized that it wasn't just me eventually. So, yeah. So Alone Month, I used it in a blog post that I wrote about this journey in 2019. And it was it was uh, it was New Year's resolution, effectively. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Yeah. And um, the more I started and, you know, this was the, this was a secret to myself. You know, this was just something I was doing. Um, you know, integrating a bit more alone time mm. into my week. It, you know, it was something I only really used as my own personal shorthand for about six months. And then when I started describing it to my friends, again, I'd say, look, it's, it's alone month. I'm taking alone month. You know, I'd convince my parents, like, look, <laughs> I'm not going into a hole of depression just because I'm single. It's alone month, all of that stuff. Mm. And um, yeah, it, it turned, it, it caught on a bit. And I think when I started my blog around the subject Mm -hmm. in I think it was October 2019 obviously it got a bit more of a um, I was able to use it and sort of share it a bit more then Mm -hmm. and yeah I mean then I think because it had been something that I'd started practicing and cared about personally for so long it started becoming the name not just of something I was going through but also something I thought was universal and Mm -hmm. you know and it's the name of now my my brand, my platform, my podcast, and my upcoming book. Um, I suffice mm. to say also, I um, I have sort of owned the word in that I now do actually own the trademark. It was a little present yes. to myself. I in, um that as well. Yeah, it was, um, I was told actually by Jo Good, the radio presenter, when I was mm. on her show on BBC Radio London, and the last thing she said to me off air was, go and trademark that mm. word. So, yeah, so Valentine's Day 2020, um gave myself a little present and I trademarked they <laughs> put myself on the trademark register
0: that is genius I, th- I love yeah. that as well because in the midst of all of that there's there's a lot of emotion and mental health element to alonement there's also that thread of well hold on a minute this is something that belongs to me and I don't want other people to take this so yeah I'm going to do a businessy thing and and register it I really liked that businessy element to it where it's like in the middle of all of the feels that you had going on you're like "Mm, just trademark that though it's very absolutely and I truly
1: believe you have to and I you know I I feel like I spent a lot of the past you know the 2019 early 2020 doing this you have to sort of envision these things as much bigger Mm. than they are and I never knew when where alone was going to go and you know at the point when I trademarked it my podcast wasn't even out so I felt absolutely absurd at trademarking (laughs) this word looking back I'm like my god thank god I did I mean I even I'm not going to name names but I've I've seen publications quite recently Mm -hmm. write articles about alonement without even crediting me which you know on the one hand I kind of think oh it would be nice to be mentioned as the founder the other part of me thinks look this thing has gone beyond me and that's really great Let's oh. say in the trademark
0: so yes. <laughs> you have to pay me to use that word <laughs> yes <laughs> it makes me I remember there was a sports advert and I think they used the phrase slay in your lane and I, I can't remember off the top of my head who, who created that phrase but it's a, a trademark phrase that that some women created it's mm. I think it might be Galdem, but i'd have to double check so don't take my word for that everybody but i will try and check on that but yeah and it's that idea that yeah just because it's little old you creating something that seems small at the time it's like the big guys like like a word and they like a trend and and yeah they'll (laughs) you know you've got to protect yourself it's a really good business i you know what's the word not idea uh rule that's the word it's a business rule (laughs) Very much so. And then I'm so intrigued that obviously you, you did the blog and then the podcast came in the spring. So we're talking now end of February mm. 2021. almost. So the podcast almost a year old. Is that about right? Was it March 2020? Yes, it yeah. was March
1: 2020. Exactly.
0: Brilliant. So you began all of this. You almost started to embrace the alonement of freelancing whilst you were writing alonement. And then along comes a pandemic just to alonement you even more. How did... Did you struggle with alonement as a freelancer thrown into that situation, or was it something that you kind of you could go with because it it was your topic? How did it all fit together? I guess. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So I
1: think no, it took me it took me a really long time to sort of get this ordered in my head because Mm
0: -hmm. alonement
1: it preceded the pandemic by over a year, Um, and often people don't realise that. Um, And you know, it was. Something that it was a it was born from a personal journey that I took, in a very different environment. When I was, I, I had to consciously schedule in alone time. I was, mm. you know, I was I was blessed with a really brilliant group of friends, um, a, a very sociable workplace. I had to choose not to go to those happy hours. I had to choose to take time alone at the weekend. Mm. Um, and, you know, that's a, that's a privileged position to be in to start with. Um, but it was, you know, it, it was a that existed within the framework of a solid social connection. Mm. And I think that the past year has been very different because to be thrust into what is an incredibly unnatural environment where, mm. you know, in, in my case, I was working alone from home on a very solitary project that is writing a book during a pandemic when I couldn't see anyone. I I couldn't have that social relief otherwise. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, of course, uh, other people have been thrown into a natural situations in the opposite way in that they're with their family or partners or housemates 24 seven. And that's a natural (laughs) in itself. But but I think not having that balance, it makes it harder to... Have alonement because alonement is when time alone is valuable and it's you know it's something that you crave and something that you can schedule in and plan and when it's not a choice it makes that complicates all of it so it really was a whole different beast um, mm. and I did you know I did struggle with it and I I struggled with it ever the more so because I put so much pressure on myself um, you know let's let's look at when all this happened know, my podcast launched the week before lockdown came out. I did not plan that. In fact, I had a party planned for that week, for 200 people that I'd spent months planning. So that was, um, you know, and we had lots of sponsors involved and that was a really big thing. And uh, that that, that was canceled. So it was, you know, it was all very, it was all very strange timing, Mm. um, having, doing that in isolation. And um, so it did seem very strange. And yet I thought, I thought you know how can I how can I evolve the concept even or how can I maintain this concept Mm. at a time when I am feeling increasingly lonely and I think what I've learned since then is a it didn't undermine my concept in the way I thought it would in fact it was the makings of it because it taught me about moderation and it taught me that it's okay to acknowledge loneliness is something which happens um, and can very much, you know, that, that any, at any stage, alonement isn't something you just achieve and mm-hmm. is a fixed state of being whenever you're alone. It's something that can, that you need to be actively worked at, like all the best things in life, you mm-hmm. know, all the best, like your, like mental health. And yeah, I think learning about loneliness, it really, it allowed me to see alonement in a much more nuanced way than I had previously, because it showed me both sides of the coin in a way that I don't think I'd necessarily appreciate Appreciated as much pre pandemic and I think it allows me quite a lot of the conversations I have with people now are around loneliness and I think if it if I was becoming at this from a space of not having known loneliness, it would certainly i think it would seem quite flat yeah,
0: yeah no, that makes a lot of sense because alone. Do you find that people assume it's a negative thing and you have to keep saying to them, because I guess people who are listening might be thinking, hold on, what, alonement's a good thing? And it's like, because I've been reading your book and I've got a lovely mm-hmm. advance copy. Thank you very much. One of the perks of being the interviewer. But um, do you find that people are, are surprised to find that alonement is a, has a positivity around it and there's, a, there's almost a peacefulness to it, like the state of being able to say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good here. I'm going to have some alonement. And do you find people are surprised that it has more positive connotations than they might expect?
1: God, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was um, I was out for a walk the other day with my parents and we mm. bumped into some uh, family friends who we actually hadn't seen in a very long time. And uh, we told them, uh, well, I told them what I'd been doing for the past year. Um, and I said, okay, I'm, you know, I'm writing a book called Alonement. Mm. Um, and I think I told them the full title, which is How to Be Alone and Absolutely Own It, which mm. you would think was quite positive. <laughs> yeah. um, but the... Uh, the um, the, the, it was a year you know, husband and wife, the, the, the man looked at me and said, oh, well, that's depressing. I wouldn't want to read oh. that during this time. And I thought, wow, uh, that's so interesting. And that's exactly, I wasn't surprised by that reaction. And that's exactly the sort of stigma I'm trying to overcome because again, not having previously had the language for a long time being good. And just even the words alone, which can just be a very neutral word, the contexts in which we use it quite often are negative. You know, I I feel so alone. That's nine times out of 10, that's a bad negative statement. So the fact that people can't immediately get their head around the idea that alonement can be a good thing. Not only do I understand that, that was me for 27 years before I created this concept. (laughs) I completely get it. And, um, you know, I would like to, um throw them a copy of the book in that instance um i think that the the really nice thing about alonement and this is something that um because the this is something i've always been quite um clear on with the branding um which i've had quite a lot of control over is that it's got to be it has to be celebratory and bright and uplifting and i should say the reason that i was lucky enough to have um The reason I was lucky enough to even be able to intervene at all in the branding is because the initial podcast cover, uh, the initial artwork for the podcast, which was, I suppose, the first sort of design element for Alonement, was created by me and my best friend in her bedroom. So, and, and the book cover, the blue and the yellow of the book cover, which is supposed to look like a sun peeping out through a bright blue sky, you know, that. And, and, and also reminiscent of daffodils. Um, I think that is all been inspired by that first thing that we did together. And it all, I think when you see the branding around it, you know, with visual creatures, you can't help but realize, you, you almost have this sort of, uh, can I swear? Yes, <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> The only way I can describe it, <laughs> it's sort of a head fuck, I think, <laughs> it's the only way I can describe that. you see, you know, you see the word alone, Mm. you know you see the slightly old word alone month but you know you see alone something you've always thought of as negative and then you see this bright blue yellow celebratory striking design Mm. and you think how do those words go together and that's what I want to show people um but yeah I think that I think that all the branding has been around sort of overcoming that initial reaction that is Mm. inbuilt
0: into us yeah, the negativity, it reminds me of something you have in the book where you talk about the just me situation where it's like, and I love it because you give lots of examples. It's almost like that thing where it's like, well, it's just me, so I'll only mm. have, you know, a microwave meal or it's just me, so I won't do a manicure at home or it's just me, I won't, or it's just me and the kids or so you expand it from just not just me to, oh, it's only me. And it made me think about it in a freelance context, like a lot of people with the work from home I'm not wearing my, not me personally, sorry everybody, so people have said I'm not wearing my bra, I am for the record, wearing a bra as you see.
1: So everyone listening. <laughs> yeah,
0: everyone listening, they're in. <laughs> um, but that idea that, you know, oh, I'm only working from home, it's just me, I don't need to, I don't know, put on your makeup if you're a makeup person, or drink out of your favourite mug, just because, well it's just me at home, why would I do anything special? That really struck me, and do you think that's something that does relate to to freelance life as well, that idea that you don't put yourself first often because you're like, oh, it's just me. I've got to put my business first as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely, a thousand and ten percent. I think um, I was—I really so yes. Yeah, so I the, the sort of wider concept I call only meism, mm. which is uh, like, yeah, and it's it. so classic. It's such a thing. And um, you know, I think a really good example of this. I was speaking to my mother the, the my mother the other day, and she was mm. saying um, that she'd really enjoyed the past year because she'd put the heating on in the house during the day and I said what do you mean and she said well before um you know when when your father was at work during the day I just wouldn't put the heating on um because you know I didn't think it was necessary and and she would just sort of be cold in the house all day because the idea of putting the heating on just for herself didn't didn't seem to warrant it and that just it seemed it was the most absurd thing and I think we all make little I think we all make little sacrifices in the belief that we're not valid enough. Um, Really, someone who writes very well on this is a woman called Rebecca Seal, who I believe, I think if you had her on the podcast I have
0: indeed. Yeah, her book is Solo. I'm just going to look at my, my shelf so that I can hopefully see the full... Oh, where is it? Here it is, hold on. It is Solo, How to Work Alone and Not Lose Your Mind by Rebecca Seal, which I can also thoroughly recommend. Yeah, the idea of... Yeah, she writes about just because you work for yourself working alone is different to working for yourself. They're mm. two very different beasts.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that if you, I think if you kind of take on the attitude of it's only me during your work, then you're mm. not. So, you know, what the example she uses is working lunches. So she mm. says it's very easy to just snack on cereal or not make yourself a proper lunch. And she says that making yourself a proper lunch um, and she Gives a, some great examples of what that constitutes in the book and on yeah. um, her Instagram account. Making yourself a proper lunch is an act of respect to yourself and to your work. Mm. Um, and so I think that yes, I think if you integrate those principles and think, look, I'm not going to do an only meism here. I'm going to commit myself to nourishing myself properly. It really it can benefit your work. And it also, I think, when you go the extra mile for yourself it builds self esteem mm-hmm. because you know self esteem is a process of it's a process of honoring and caring for yourself you know you feel very good if someone would make you a lovely lunch and sit down and chop yeah. vegetables for you and you know make the effort and you feel good about yourself if you do that for yourself
0: yeah and then we do it for other people don't we i know that if Say I was in a, a shared office, maybe doing some kind of in-house work. I might say to a friend there, Oh, let's go and let's go and sit in at oh Pret, imagine. Oh my god, everyone's probably listening, going, Oh God, <laughs> we'd all love to go and sit in at Pret now. <laughs> oh the joy, uh, or, or one of the nice sushi takeaway places. And but it would be a real sort of a treat almost to say, let's go and sit somewhere and have lunch rather than a ritual that we should do. And especially when we're by ourselves, it's a really great example, isn't it?
1: Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. I think um, really
0: right there. Because do you think that freelancing is a specific category of alonement? Is working, for, not necessarily working from home, but working for yourself, being self employed? Is there a level of aton- atonement? No, alonement. <laughs> is there a level of alonement to be attained in freelancing, would you say?
1: Well, you know what? I've been writing about alonement for the past two years and I've yeah. only just got my computer to stop auto correcting from atonement. So, <laughs> <laughs> not the only one. <laughs> um but i I've won the battle I sure. do think so, and the reason i think so i you know bear in mind my you know my my freelance has been my freelance career to date has been quite interesting or it's at least this part of my freelance career because I was a good few years ago, but mm-hmm. you know this is you know i the freelance that I do is mainly around alone months just because mm-hmm. it's been such a big push and it is it's, it's such a relevant topic right now um but you know I, I was I was doing a lot of new things at once. I was writing yeah. a book, I was doing a podcast, and I felt so much fear at the very mm. start of that and this was even this was even you know just before the pandemic it, it, was, it this, this was in February when i'd left my job um, in order to start the book mm. I'll be, felt every morning I would do, um, I think there's, there's the concept of um, morning pages, the Julia Cameron idea. Yes. Sort of write three pages of long hand in a diary to sort of remove mental blocks before the day. I would do that. I would do a version of that. It wasn't always three pages. But I would sort of have, the only way I can describe it is I would have a morning meeting mm-hmm. with myself And without doing that, I would be overcome by fear and, 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 you know, mental obstacles around doing all these big, scary things. And that, you know, alonement was, it was the only way I got through starting this project about alonement. So it's all very meta. Um, And that, you know, it was, it it is, it's a constant process of cheerleading for yourself because you're not going to get that um and that's not to say that you really do get that from the office but you think you might you know you think that Mm. maybe one day you'll find the perfect boss or the perfect colleagues who will give you that and you sort of you live in hope of that rather than looking for it from yourself but so I would you know I'd do that every morning I'd sort of build myself up and the other practice that I started doing, which I believe is, I believe this is a Francesca Spector original because I, I haven't ever heard of anyone doing this before. I'd write a list of what I call impossible questions, um, which sounds bizarre, but so in terms of mental obstacles, I think I, I, it, it's almost like that Alison Wonderland thing. I forget how many, she says something like, I can believe, I don't know, 11 impossible things before breakfast. It's, I would sit in, write down all these questions that were playing on my mind Mm. like at the very start it was you know how the hell do you edit a podcast how Mm. do you get a podcast on apple you know apple podcasts how how do you structure you know the chapters in your book how you know how do you do this there were so many things and it it was very overwhelming so many Mm. new things and i think if i didn't acknowledge those questions if i didn't write them down perhaps they would almost be it would always be all course up in my head in this big wound up thing of impossibleness and i think even you know writing them down was like okay this might seem big and crazy but i'm going to tackle that, those questions and i'm not sure what started me doing it but what kept me doing it was that i'd look back after a couple of weeks and often those impossible questions would be answered i would have found a way to get through them and that was incredible Um, And that really, yeah, it was really incredible. I was like, I can't believe I did that. I literally had no effing idea how to do that, you know, two weeks ago. And I, you know, I managed to do that. And I'm not, you know, it was, I I, I was asking a lot of people for help. I did not do, this was not, you know, know, we say alone, I wasn't doing it all by myself by any means. I I am so grateful to, you know, everyone who just honestly, you know, really took a chance. I mean, you Mm -hmm. know, for instance, my, my book editor who I'd met, you know, shortly before I left my job, you know, she kind of I'd never written a book before and you know she was so brilliantly helpful but I think that it was on me the only person who was going to have the morning meeting with myself the only Mm. person who was going to ask myself these impossible questions was me and I think that that having that element of alonement in that you know I was using alone time to do something that was fulfilling and productive and all of that and having that element of sort of acknowledging my essential aloneness
0: mm.
1: was absolutely central to managing to go out it freelance because otherwise I would have completely crumbled.
0: Yeah. Wow. I always get the tingles in an episode and I've just got my little tingly feeling. It's like, oh. yeah, that idea that have a morning meeting with yourself. God, I miss morning meetings. <laughs> 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 it, didn't, it didn't occur to me that I could still have them. Hell, I'm going to do that next time when I work. <laughs> We're chatting on a Friday, so I probably won't have one tomorrow. I'm going to have a morning meeting with a big <laughs> cup of coffee tomorrow, but um, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, I love practical and, and personal advice from experience. It's really what Freelance Feels is about. So I wondered as, as we finish up, and in a minute, I'll get you to tell everyone where they can find the book and everything else that you do so they can follow and get involved. Um, but if listeners want to do one thing to embrace alonement as a freelancer what would you advise them to do if they're going to do they're going to leave this leave this recording and when they finish and go right I'm going to do that my first step to alonement what what would you advise them so my journey to you know
1: embracing and even being able to spend five minutes of alonement Mm. that began with journaling that was Mm -hmm. the fundamental thing and I think that, you know, it's a freelancer, again, that idea of meeting with yourself, you need that more than ever, because mm-hmm. no one's going to force you to, you know, sit there and confront your work or confront the emotions that are keeping you back from your work. You know, you, it's all on you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think so to integrate any level of alonement into your life, I think that journaling and showing up for yourself and you know, moving through that mm. discomfort, because it is discomfort. Um, I think that that's essential. And, uh, you know, I think in my book, I call it the um, the entrance fee to alone month is, you know, is, is acknowledging and confronting your own thoughts. Yeah. Um, and I think, lovely. you know, for me, you know, some, you know, some, I, I will say some do choose to do this another way. Maybe it, it, um, I've never personally been that capable of this but some prefer to have you know 20 minutes contemplation time
0: mm. um that feels like a long time to me I wouldn't yeah that feels a like long a long. <laughs> yeah.
1: absolutely absolutely but then some people say they'd prefer to do that or even mm. five minutes of that rather than you know such as such as their fear of confronting or, such as their fear of you know writing or, mm. or whatever but it's just not them not their medium so but no i think you know i do truly believe that journaling can change Everybody's life, and that is to me the purest and you know my most initial form of alonement, and you know mm. the thing that started this all for me.
0: Brilliant! So, if people aren't already, give journaling a try. I really love that. Thank you. Love a practical tip, more about practical tips. Oh, Francesca, thank you so much. Um, please tell us thank all so where much. they can find the book. Um, which as this podcast comes out, the book we can say is out now. Um, Where can they buy it? Um, What's your website, your Instagram and how, I mean, they probably know how to find a podcast, but tell us everything.
1: Well, okay. So, um, Alonement is available in uh, all good bookshops. It's um, on, uh, dare dare I name Amazon. It's on, uh, (laughs) from from Waterstones. Um, It's in foils, um, Blackwells. um, The wonderful um, bookshop.org as well, you can order, um, which teams up with independent bookshops. um, That's fantastic. And I believe shops will be open by this point as well. Yes, imagine (laughs) as people are listening,
0: they might just be tentatively wondering when their local bookshop will be open
1: yeah so that's a
0: good so plan
1: absolutely. to support so you, yeah y- yes so um hopefully you can yes go along to your local bookshop and i'm very hopefully there'll be a shining yellow copy somewhere for you um and you know otherwise you can follow alonement at um my website alonement.com um, you can subscribe to the podcast It also calls alonement on mm-hmm. apple podcasts spotify and google and all of the good podcast providers um and of course you can follow us on instagram at alonement official
0: fantastic francesca thank you so much it's been lovely to chat to you and um i hope that perhaps in the not too distant future there might be some meetups you, you're gonna have a book launch aren't you so that's a virtual thing oh, but hopefully so. you might have a book launch in actual real life yes. so i wish you that all would the best be lovely thank, you, thank so you so much, much. for listening to freelance feels the podcast for humans who work for themselves i hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you have you can rate and review it on apple podcasts and follow for future episodes you can find more about freelance feels at freelancefeels.com and more of my work at jennystallard.com freelance feels also has a monthly newsletter which you can sign up to at freelancefeels.substack.com and for daily updates follow on instagram and twitter at freelance underscore feels.